It's all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Hi everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Monco Radio, but you knew that. Paul, with Thanksgiving coming up, we need to get a turkey. When's the last time you saw one back here in the woods? A couple of days ago. Hey, look, there it goes! Get the gun! Honey, that ain't no pistol. Uh, Paul, didn't you bring a gun? Honey, that ain't no pistol, that's my... What? Come on, shoot it! Kiss Army, you wanted the best, and you got it. I am Matt Porter, and you are in the Kiss Room. You know when you hear that turkey bit in the intro that it must be getting close to Thanksgiving, and this is our November issue of the Kiss Room. Before we get started, I need to take care of some business. Mako Radio, which is of course the broadcast home of the Kiss Room, is running an event called the Mix It Up Radio Marathon on Saturday, November 14th, beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The focus of the marathon is to raise money for the college's student emergency fund. The funding helps students to ensure that they have what they need for healthy living and wellness. There are students who suffer from food insecurity or homelessness, or they might need assistance with tuition or living costs. And look, bottom line, I know that this year has been tough for a lot of people, 2020 has been upside down for sure, and you might be thinking, Matt, I don't even have a dollar to spare. Look, you can donate as little as a dollar, all the way up to as much as you want. If you're in the sound of my voice, and I know that you are, every donation would be appreciated. You can tell them that you heard it on the Kiss Room. I would love it if we could really let the college know that the Kiss Army cares. All you need to do is go to MontcoRadio.com, There's a link where it says click here that'll take you to the donate page. And there it'll it'll be right there. And like I said, you literally can put in as little as a dollar. Every dollar goes to a student and every dollar can make a difference. You will note that for those of you listening outside of the United States, the college page only takes electronic donations from inside the U.S., those of you in Canada or all around the world, you know, I think you have to write a check or money order. It takes you a second longer, but hey, look, I appreciate it. So go to MoncoRadio.com, click on the donate button if you can help. I appreciate it. Coming up next, I'm going to speak to Joe D'Angelo and Neil Davis about their great Kissmas event that's coming up. Time for some rocking. You're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio where music and minds meet.
Kiss Army, welcome back to the November issue of the Kiss Room. Joining me now are Neil Davis and Joe D'Angelo, and we're going to be talking about the 2020 Kissmas Masquerade event. Neil, Joe, welcome to the Kiss Room. Matt, Matt thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, buddy. So look, it's exciting. You've got this event coming up. It's Saturday, December 18th and 19th, correct? Correct. So you got that coming up. I'm not good with dates. The whole year has blurred together, but hopefully you guys will know the dates because obviously this is happening in Sarasota, Florida. You got some big events. People are chomping to the bit for live entertainment. Fill us in. Tell us what we can expect. Kissmas Masquerade 2020. Well... Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, that's an awful open-ended question. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and and we could talk for hours. So, so maybe I'll I'll try to do a quick summary and then some highlights that I think as as a Kiss fan um, people would enjoy. You know, th this event. Why why are we having? Why are we having it? Well, most of us um, would have at this point been able to have enjoyed a cruise fest event and a Kiss cruise, as well as a lot of other live music throughout the the spring, summer, and fall. And we haven't. Um, and and we all know know why. And it's been a tough year for, for everybody. You know, a lot of people have been impacted financially, emotionally, um, and, and, and about everybody has had been impacted. So the thought was, how could we do something to try to end what's been a pretty, pretty tough year for everybody on a high note? So that was the concept initially was, so what can we do? And uh, we started, we're fortunate to have such a great rapport with Phil Schaus and the rest of the um, talisman people with the idea of, of, can we craft something? And it started, started small and, and, you know, as, as the Grinch said, it started small and started to grow. And, um, uh, and we're really, really excited about it. The, the challenge, Matt, with this is, you know, Joe and I have been involved with putting in some large production events, cruise fest, other ones, and large production events come with challenges, but you do them while you, 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 you kind of understand what you're getting into. Um, this was a whole all new, you know, the, the challenges of this were how do you put on an event in the world we live in right now? And there's no textbooks, no history with it. So we started with it saying, we'd like to do this. Let's talk about how can we do it in, a, in a, an appropriate, a smart, a healthy way first. Let's design how you would do that, then see if we can um, lay an event on top of that, that structure. So, um, and that took a lot of time, and we really had to, to look in the mirror and challenge ourselves and come up with, with best practices um, to make sure that not only are we glad to be doing it and we do it, but um, there's no kind of, in a sense, there might be some real hangovers there, but we don't want any, any kind of uh, hangovers <laughs> later for health hangovers. And, um, and, and I say it tongue in cheek, but, but, but Matt, we take, we've taken that, that, you know, incredibly serious, that responsibility. And, um, um, you know, I can share some of the details of it, of what we're doing, but, but that's the challenge of it all is doing it and doing it right. We are also live streaming this because, you know, there's only a certain finite amount of people that can come in, 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 in person because we're limiting it. And, um, but we're working on a live stream that's not just going to be a uh, people standing around with their phones up videoing it. We're trying to make it almost look like a pay-per-view quality as well. And because uh, the you know this is something, if, if as I sit here in, in in Florida and the two of you sit in the Northeast, um, there's people around the world that have the same feelings that we've had. That we love live music, we've missed it, and how can we play a part of it all? So we wanted to give them the, the same type of incredible experience that that the people that in attendance will be able to experience. You know, you really unpack a lot of things. There's so many things to talk about in that. 
Number one being, obviously, you have the Talisman. Some people call them the Gene Simmons Band. Some people call them the Ace Fraley Band. Some people know them as the Rock and Roll Residency. A fantastic group of guys who so many of us have had the pleasure of hearing in one of those forms or another. And you have them as a featured act at your event. Talk about, let's just start off, talk about that. Those guys are great. Yeah, yeah. And and the way we approached it was, you know, they're really collaborators on this event. And they, they by no means is it a matter that we hire them, they work for us, and this is what they're doing. Uh, every, every step along the way, and this has been a series of steps as it's grown, um, they've been a part of it. You know, uh, Phil Schaus and I in particular, you know, talk, we, you know we, we've already talked this morning, and uh, we'll, we'll talk and schedule talking in later today. And, um, and we said from the beginning, we, we, we want their input and their excitement. And, and Matt, you know, they're, they're musicians, they're great musicians, but they're KISS fans. And, uh, you know, they they still kind of feel like they're all, you know, part part of part of all of us. And um, I love that. You love it. You know, they're so approachable. And, um, you know, we're, we're lucky and have really designed and built the event a, a, around that group. You know, their positivity really shows through. And uh, it, it, it's funny in a way. It's like you said, they still seem like down to earth guys. Like when like I've run into them a bunch of times, they don't give you the rock star treatment at all. And you go. But they've been with Gene's band. They've been with Ace's band. They're on Ace's new album. You know, uh, Ryan just released that Hair of the Dog album again. I mean, these are really talented guys, but super approachable. I'm thrilled, actually, that they're such a huge part of your event. But then you're also adding in, you got John Beauvoir. Mm-hmm. Super fascinating guy, which if you, you know, I've had a, a couple chances to talk to him for the Kiss Room. He is just, he's got so many stories. So anytime he gets a hold of a microphone, KISS fans are going to be excited about that. You know, you have this lineup that that is incredible. And I know you have another announcement of somebody else you're adding to the mix that I think is a KISS room exclusive today. And maybe, Joe, do you want to mention that? Or Neil? Well, let let me the final thing about Talisman, because we can't move off them too quick. (laughs) You know, because they're just, it's just, they're, they're worth all the time we can give them. You know, Joe and I worked with them last year. And one of the things that was really cool that, um, you know, we kind of created a band for Cruise Fest and, and, and Joe and I spent a lot of time talking about it. And we said, do you think they'll do it? And we created the Cruise Fest all-star band last year. And uh, Joe, you know, kind of, you know, share with people kind of what they did for, for, for Cruise Fest on that. I mean, because it, it was an incredible experience. Well, you know, it, it's funny because this uh, Cruise Fest has evolved so much each year that we've done these different events. And getting those guys on board was a huge proponent in getting last year's event to be as great as it was. They were very helpful, obviously, with Ace being the headliner and them being in the band. But their all-star band, they work so closely with all the different stars of the event, John Karabi, Jean Bevois, all the different guys that you know performed um, with the all-star band. They worked with the talisman leading up to that. And they are such a easygoing but professional bunch of guys that every single one of those people either knew them already, um, which I believe John Karabi is from Nashville. I'm sure he knows those guys well, Um, you know, but there was a lot of, uh, let's just say they all gelled very easily. And, you know, if you know anything about musicians, that's not always an easy thing to do. (laughs) Um, So, you know, those guys are great. Um, They're actually, you know, Hopefully they'll be a part of future events that Neil and I do, and um, <clears throat> I'm I'm thrilled that they're a part of Kissmas because I know that they're going to make it a huge success. Yeah, they will. And you know, you mentioned John. John, you know, has got an infectious smile, and you know, in a time when there's a lot of frowning, 
going on in, in this universe, when you're around him, you can't help but end up with a big smile on your face. Like, like Matt, what you're, how you're smiling right now. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a John smile. And um, he's just been wonderful. He actually lives in Florida. And, um, you know, we got to know him uh, quite well last year for Cruise Fest. We had a, a, a small cocktail party called Women Rock that, that uh, my wife, Kiss Army Katie, put on. And he came as one of the panelists because of his um, time working with the plasmatics and, and working with a female um, iconic uh, musician. He's so gracious. And, um, he's, and, and everybody knows about him working and writing with Paul in the 80s. Um, I think maybe people might or might not know, but even as we speak, he's collaborating with Paul on ideas as well. And I know he's going to share some of those those, those exciting things he's doing while while uh, participating. Because not only is he going to play, he's going to be uh, part of some some speakers bureau as well. And and we're just so thrilled to have him because he's just just as Joe said, not not every musician's always as as easy to work with, but the ones so far have just been you know d delights. He's such a nice guy too. When you sit and talk to him, whether you're like whether you're Neil and I, the guys running the event, or you're just somebody who wants to get their picture with him, he's going to be just as nice to either, you know, scenario. He's just a genuinely good person. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny when I interviewed him at the last New Jersey Kiss Expo, you know, of course, we're going back and forth. And I said, do you have any good stories of writing with Paul Stanley? He says, would, I, would you rather hear about how we would order Chinese food together? And I, I thought that was so funny. And it just he, the way that he was very lighthearted and fun, but gave me, you know, the time for a quick interview, which I really appreciate. And like you said, he does seem to have this absolute kind of joy about him when you when you talk to him uh, that I think really is something that's so great when you especially somebody like that who has been rock and roll all his life you know starting like you said in bands as as a kid like skipping school and going and being in a band playing all night his life story is rock and roll which he's fascinating to hear um, you know, when he's talking about things like that, the, uh, so again, like you said, those talisman, those guys, they're so great. I mean, they're so talented and, and have been at so many of these big events lately that, uh, you know, obviously no strangers to the kiss army by any stretch and are certainly going to do, uh, great things as far as, uh, performing the, uh, and obviously, Neil, yourself, you're in Kiss America. You're going to be performing. Talk about that. Well, well, we are, Matt. And you know, a couple of years ago, for the you know the pre-cruise party in Miami, um, you know, we played and we did something really neat for that event. You know, typically when we perform, we will wear destroyer outfits, some of the more iconic ones. But as Kiss fans, as a Kiss fan myself, you know, I still love the old, really more uh, stripped-down leather look. And uh, we're going to be playing songs from the first three songs. If you remember, they packaged them up and they called them the originals. So we're going to play those. And, and when we say that, we're not going to be playing Deuce and Black Diamond. I love those songs. But the, the concept is um, songs that are on the end of the road tour. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of that tour. We all are. But um, let's get some things that we might not get there as well. Kind of a, 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 what you might see at a Kiss Cruise. So we're picking a lot of different songs, you know, Ladies in Waiting, Lover All I Can, Room Service, those type of ones that you don't normally get. And um, we're excited about it. And we're going to be wearing the Hotter Than Hell costumes. Actually, we had them made for the event two years ago and we wore them once and we're wearing them a second time. And so, you know, it's going to be great because that's the music we love. And uh, we, we perform a lot and we love every performance. But playing for Kiss fans is... Uh, Something that reminds me of playing in Miami a couple of years ago, and we were playing, uh, I was playing Almost Human, and the thunderous roar of people singing along from the crowd is something you don't normally get in a show. And, you know, I almost felt like I was going to, um, um, you know, kind of 
take the microphone and turn around and say, I'm going to play the bass. You guys sing it because, you know, you, you sound fantastic right now. So but but uh, but that's great. You know, I mean, we, we're, we're doing, you know, the whole event, what fans like. And that's something as fans we don't normally don't get. That is really one of the things with any time you ever go to the expos and you see a Kiss tribute band at the expo. That's probably the easiest and the toughest crowd because one, everyone in the audience knows every word and every move that you should be making and how many studs should be on each wristband and and they want the deepest, deepest cuts. But they're also the most appreciative because they know every word. They know what you should be playing. And I think it's really, it really is fun. You know, when you see a Kiss tribute band in a venue that has maybe some casual fans with it, it's fun. When you see a Kiss tribute band in an expo setting, that's really fun. So now. Yeah, a little, little comment about that just because just you brought it up. It's funny because you're right. Uh, we played, uh, had the opportunity to play some other, other conventions over the last 10 years. And I remember one time someone came up to me afterwards and said, you know, your drummer was playing a double kick pedal and Peter <laughs> did not use that in that song. So you need to stop it right away. I'm going, I didn't even know he was using a double kick pedal and so forth, you know. And, um, but, but that's the point of it all is, is that um, they care that much. So um, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. You know, I want to take, take us off on a little tangent here. I mean, obviously you're talking about going back to those original albums. What is your own history, Neil? How did you get started as a Kiss fan? Well, you know, probably like everybody, the three of us and probably everybody watching and listening, you know, I grew up as a youth in the 70s where, you know, I, I was that guy, you know, the, 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 the kiss, kiss person who was extreme about it all, um, you know, had every, everything that I wish I'd kept that, that you, know, you, you know, has, you know, people are paying extreme money for that was all on my wall and everything as well. So I was huge, just, you know, over the top. And um, it was very impressionable on me. And, and years later, as a grown adult, you know, that that kind of what what resonated with me back then is still still inside of me. So um, but, you know, life goes on. You go away to school, you start a career. And uh, but I've always, you know, uh, continued to follow the band and um, and be a fan and uh, about and I've always been a musician. And gosh, I think back uh, 10, 11 years ago, I um, said, you know, there's some great tribute bands. A lot of them are in the Midwest and in different parts of, of the country. It wasn't one here. And I said, you know, you know, why, why don't I do this? And um, uh, started started doing it. And, and I look back at some of the old videos and pictures and, and I'm going, boy, there was a reason why I shouldn't have been doing it initially because it was pretty bad early on. But, but, but we've, we've grown and, and, you know, I've got some talented people that are around me and, you know, we, we love what we're doing. And, um, you know, it's, it's just a real, real joy for us. And, um, uh, you know, Kiss has always, always has been, you know, center part of, 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 of my life and um, always will be. And, you know, we, we approach that as different ways as fans. You know, you could be like I've been to Joe's home and he's got an amazing collection of, of, of Kiss memorabilia. You know, in my home, the difference is, is I don't have a room like that, but I collect, um, you know, uh, Gene Simmons basses. Um, I've got uh, two of his, his collective Ampegs. Uh, Punisher amps that he uh, made in the early 90s that there were only a handful of made. So, you know, I collect musical instruments like that as well and and and, and play them. Um, so we all have a way of approaching it, but it's it's just been a passion part of part of my life since, um, oh gosh, uh, uh, seven, 75, 76, I was a 10, 10, 11 year old boy. So when's the first time you saw Kiss live? So I saw them the first time at, in 79. I was 14 years old my at, at the Lakeland Civic Center. And um, which was the Dynasty tour. You know, my only regret was um, a few years earlier when I had been 11 years old. My parents forbid me to go to concerts. Then 
I could have gone to Lakeland Civic Center when Ace um, had his event that that really kind of spawned on the you know the the, the shock me movement. And um, uh, so I, unfortunately, I didn't see that one because um, my parents were very good at uh, allowing me to like music, but they they weren't at the age of eleven. They're going to let me go to a rock concert. Right, right. That's see, I had to wait to, till I could drive myself. You know, it was like, I didn't see him really much later in history. It was uh, April, you know, asylum tour. Cause I finally had a driver's license. So it was uh, yeah, it was uh and Joe speaking of driver's license and collections, you drive that kiss hearse, you know, as I think all fans that have been to any event, they've seen that parked out front. That's a pretty striking piece of any collection. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the great part of it is when you drive it down the street, the, the, uh, the, the looks and the head turns um, are they're, they're usually followed by thumbs up and or horns in the air. So it's uh, so <laughs> You know, it's fun because yeah, it's something that like even at the expo, you know, you have that parked out front, the expo, everybody's getting their photo with it. And it's just, it's, it really is a, a neat piece. So, you know, it's, it's really for the fans. I, I enjoy it, but I love when people come up to it and go, oh my God, I love Kiss. Can I get my picture with it? I take it to car shows locally that have nothing to do with Kiss and Kiss fans will just walk up and go, oh my God, I love these guys. Can I get a picture? And I'm absolutely, you know, they'll want to put their kid behind the wheel and I let them all do it i let them get in and what's great is i've met several members of the band over the years that have actually signed the hearse so when you're inside you can see signatures from Vinny and bruce and eric and uh next i'm going to try to bring a piece of the glass to uh cruise fest this year and see if we can't get some more people to sign it nice that's fantastic so matt you mentioned asked a little about my background i'll tell you just a little kind of behind the scenes just kind of fun or drama or excitement because, um, you know, I've got my own passions and opinions and Joe does. And, you know, uh, last year we had four partners with Cruise Fest. You know, we had um, Bill and Jay as well, who are, are equally passionate. And this year we've, we've actually added Brian Bell. There's five of us putting on because the scope of it's increased. But put a con- we and we had conference calls every week for all last year. Take four longtime KISS fanatics and try to get us agree on something. You, If you want to hear drama, you know, this is this is... <laughs> 50 years, 40 years of opinions, and they're all strong opinions, but what was great about it is that when we all talked is ultimately, you know, the best ideas are the ones that, that, that rose to the top, whoever it was, uh, but boy, there were some, um, you know, it was kind of like family squabbling at times, and, you know, um, I think because of it, we're all extremely close, you know, you know, you know Joe's like a brother of mine, and, um, but, but not because we haven't all butted heads and, you know, said, no, you know, that we're going right, not left, and, you uh, um, we, we, it's a shame we didn't film all that because it would have been a great, great kind of um, a reality show uh, putting on putting on uh, Cruise Fest. Well, take take us behind the scenes. What's give us an example of something that maybe everybody heads over, and I can see Joe's already laughing. But like, uh, what's something that comes to your mind like that that people really? You know, that you would squabble over. Was it the double kick drum on a certain song that shouldn't have had a double kick drum? <laughs> well, just the composition. You know, I mean, the, the, if, if, at Cruise Fest, we, we're, we're so, feel so great that the thing ran smoothly. And, you know, as you said, KISS fans will let you know their opinion. And um, I've never seen an event that universally was so well received. Um, but so much went into it. So we, we talked about every, we talked about what it should look like when you walk in, what should, what should the experience be and, um, how would we do this and what should be at the pool and when, and, um, who should play the, who should perform and, and little 
little topics just become because we thought of everything because it because everything was important to us and yeah. um you know i don't want joe I, maybe you can think of something that we could say i don't want to make it sound like i'm throwing anyone under the bus uh, <laughs> with some of this stuff maybe you can be more diplomatic than i can with a good example well you know I, i'll be honest with you having done the events prior to it being called cruise fest we just did the you know the kiss cruise pre-parties <clears throat> i had a different people that I, that we were working with and that was true headbutting. You know, there was a lot of, um, it's a lot of difficulties, you know, which is why when I met Neil and he was like, Hey, we should do this together. I, we, we, we clicked instantly and we were like, yeah, we should do this together. And, you know, of course, when we thought about it, you know, Jay had done previous uh, parties. And so we brought Jay on board and his friend was Bill. And well, then that brought Bill and Brian is a huge fan who's been on the cruises him, himself. So, now we've got like this team of five guys and we all have the same general idea of how great we want to make this event. And, you know, behind the scenes, yeah, we butt heads a little bit. What color do you want to make it? I don't like the purple. I think it should be red or stupid stuff like that. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it really is, you know, it's, it's a collaboration of five guys who really have a passion for the same thing. So there's naturally going to be a little bit of, I don't want to call it headbutting. I really just call it figuring out where we're going to go with things. Because sometimes, you know, I'm thinking, I like the logo. I just made this up. I like the logo. We don't like the tongue on the front of the logo, whereas other people might. And when we sat down together, we put our heads together. And in the end, I think we came up with one heck of, you know, one heck of, a, uh, of an event. And we're looking forward to doing it again next year. So, Matt, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little behind the scenes, little, little, uh, uh, tantalizing thing. Uh, first, Joe's being nice. There's plenty of headbutting. Don't feel like <laughs> so when we started this in beginning, like I think December of 18, talking about 19, Joe and I had committed to working together on, we said, we're gonna make it a two day event. We're going to blow it up. It's going to be big. And um, Jay had put on events, you know, there's a history of people doing in different capacities every year doing it. And um, we had heard that Jay was going to do something as well. And, um, you know, I think um, Joe and Jay, because they had put on events in the past, there was a competitive spirit between the two of them. And I said, um, you know, Jay, Jay's going to put on an event and it'll be successful. We'll put an event and it'll be a successful. But they'll, neither of them, it'll be a, if we could do it together, it's a one plus one equals three. But, right. but you know, there's history. There's, there's different ways of looking at it. And Joe and I said, so I reached out to Jay. And I said, Jay, because I didn't know Jay well then. And said, Jay, uh, we, we'd love to talk to you, hear what you're doing. You know, I, I'm a fan of yours. If, 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 you know, we'll always support you and I hope you'll support us. And if, but if you ever want to talk about, about some ideas, uh, let me know. And uh, I said, I'd, I'd like to have a talk to you in person. Let me back up. Actually, I said, can I call you? And he wrote back, why? <laughs> I get it. And I said, just talk about those, what I just said. And he wrote his number and I told him those things. And I think he's going, um, okay. And if you know, Jay, you know, and, and, and Jay's awesome. But, you know, he he's, he's kind of sits back and, and he takes it in and so forth. So he was probably having a tough time reading me and vice versa. And we said, well, he said, let me talk to Bill and we'll think about it. And who knows? And then they called me up and Bill and I, Bill flew to Miami and I met, met Bill down there and, and we talked. And um, at the end of it all, we said, well, what do we think? And I, we both said, you know, it, the, the event will suffer if, if, if we can't collaborate, you know, so, you know, it was kind of like a, almost like a second wedding, you know, type of sense. You're taking mixed family members and stuff and putting them all together. Sometimes <laughs> that works and sometimes it doesn't. And we're so, so candidly blessed that, that we put together a, a kind of a, a several families together and put to, put behind whatever kind of things that we've done in the past and said, 
you know, that we're all proud about what we've done in the past, but what's more important is what we're doing tomorrow. And I think it's funny, you know, you say it as a, as a marriage, but it really is the kiss army. And I think one of the themes, even as you've said, it's fans that are drawn together by kiss to build this bigger thing. And I find that always to be very fascinating. You find that a lot with tribute bands and things like that, that everybody started with that common love of KISS that is what builds into these bigger events. And I know you've had success with these things in the past. So it's just proof that, you know, everything you're saying is right on the money. You get good people together and you're looking for these details that you know KISS fans are going to enjoy. And I think that's what's so exciting about it is when you see, you know, and then like you're building your team, you're building your army. It's the KISS army and, and doing things for fans. That's exciting. One thing we remind ourselves in all of our discussions is, you know, at the end of it all, you know, we all have jobs. We have our lives. We're not, we don't do this for a living. It's not how we, we, we do it because we love it. And we said, this is, we're such a lucky situation that it's not a promoter who's saying, hey, how can I do it that's best for me? It's not a band, you know, it's a fans. As a fan, we say, as a fan, what would we like to see as a, as a fan? It's our opportunity. Let's build it for us. We're what matters here. And that's what we really try to do. Now we have different opinions as fans, but but the whole idea is we're, we're in the, the, you know, the, Beautiful situation of like, let's let's make it for us. You know, be, let's be spoiled and, and we don't have to, to take what someone gives us. We can we can make it ourselves. That it's by the fans for the fans. We've been saying that for for a while. And it really is true. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And, and kind of going back to where we were, you were talking about some of the lineup. I think you have an announcement of a new guest that's going to be an exclusive announcement here on the Kiss Room. Well, you know, we've been talking about the Kissmas Masquerade, and um, I, I will share that at the Kissmas Masquerade, we are going to do a live announcement of the lineup for, for, for Cruise Fest for 2021. But I'm really, Matt, honored and pleased to share that um, just a couple of hours ago, we've been working with a, I think, a, a, a huge uh, person in the music industry as a whole, but also has a, a unique unique uh, place in the KISS history. And as everybody that's watching this probably knows, you know, one of the, the a great, one of the great uh, KISS albums is Lick It Up. And um, unfortunately, aside from the, the, the Lick It Up song, a lot of the, the great music hasn't gotten as much coverage in uh, being played live as, as maybe we'd like it to. And the, the album opens up with the song Exciter, which is an incredibly, you know, powerful song. And uh, again, probably most people know this, is that Vinnie Vincent didn't play lead guitar on that. Um, the producers didn't think that, that, that what he originally brought in was the right fit for the song, and they brought in legendary guitarist Rick Derringer, and um, Rick is playing lead guitar on that. Uh, Rick has not played that song live ever, has not played it since then, and for the first time, he is coming to Kissmas Masquerade, and with the Talisman, they will be playing the song Exciter live, and Rick Derringer will be performing the lead guitar on, on that song. And um, I, I, as a fan, you know, I got I just got chills in my arms saying it, even though, you know, we've been working on it for a month and um, it, it's fantastic. You know, Rick and I, again, spoke last night and he's thrilled about the idea. You know, it took him a little time. I think at first he didn't really appreciate kind of how passionate we all were. So he was kind of like, really? You know, that, that's that, that important? And, and, um, I, and he probably got on and did a little research and, and he totally gets it and is excited about doing this. And, you know, as KISS fans, you know, we make, you know, it's about, we make memories and, and things that are unique to us. And this is something that, um, you know, 
hasn't been done. It'll be a great new, unique experience for all of us. And will you have a chance then to do a Q&A with him? He could, could he take the fans into the studio with him and tell them what it was like? I mean, you figure obviously now people are recording in their houses, sending files back and forth. You know, it's no problem. But at the time, I'm sure he was in a studio. Were Gene and Paul there? What was the vibe? Well, you know, Matt, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's what, what they did back then in the early 80s is completely different now. And um, there's three things that I think are exciting. One, he's going to play, which is, is a, you, know, you know, probably might be the last song of, of, of the event. And, um, but that's going to be great. But he's also, earlier in the day, going to participate in a panel discussion where he's going to talk about what was it like? How, how, who contacted you? You know, what was it like in the studio? You know, was, was Gene standing, standing in the room next to you? I mean, it wasn't like now where you could record it at home and just send it to somebody. You know, how did you go about it? What do you think about the song? You know, what do you think about Kiss? You know, um, uh, you know those are things that I'd love to know. And, 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 and I actually haven't posed those questions to him yet. And I probably won't. I'll just tell him we're going to ask him that. And, and I'll hear it at the same time everybody else will. But I think it's going to be great. The other thing he's going to do is he's going to spend some time. If you want to bring your, your copy of Lick It Up or something and have him uh, uh, sign it, get a picture with him. You know, he's going to spend some, some fan experiences as well. And um, I've got a copy of Lick It Up. I, I have albums on my wall. And um, I'm, I'm going to add that to the, um, his signature on it as well because that's something, again, as collectors, most of us don't have that. And um, so it's, it's just going to be, be incredible uh, the, to have, have Rick Derringer as part of the event in, in, in those different ways. So anybody that's just tuning in, I am talking to Neil Davis and Joe D'Angelo about the Kissmas Masquerade 2020 event. It's happening in December 18th and 19th. Give everybody the idea, where will the event be held? How can we get more information? Where can I go for tickets? And do I need a passport? Because, you know, you need a lot of, a lot of information to get a passport these days. Yeah, that's right. That's right, Matt. Well, yeah, so um, the, the event's going to be held two ways. It's going to be in live in uh, Sarasota, Florida, the Sarasota Event Center. And then we're going to um, have a professionally live stream. It almost looked like a, a, a pay-per-view quality. Um, so it's not going to be people just holding up iPhones. We, we've got a, a production crew that's going to do that. So people from around the world, around the country can, can participate in this. And um, we're, we're going to be selling tickets and they'll be available on our website, which is kissmas2020.com. You'll be able to buy event tickets and you'll be able to buy your live streaming tickets there as well. Uh, they just went on sale. We already sold out um, um, uh, of the three VIP packages. Two of them are completely sold out. One of them's halfway sold out. We've been making a large dent on the general admission tickets. And um, so uh, I, I feel pretty comfortable we're going to have a full capacity there. But but because Matt, we're limiting it. You know, um, the venue could probably hold a thousand people in it. In the state of Florida, you're allowed to, to operate at full capacity. But what I've shared with everybody, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So we're still going to, um, that's just one of the many things we're doing about the safety features of this event. We're going to have a limited amount of people there. We're going to have uh, uh, pods designed to, to spread out people as well. During the day, you know, the month of December is a delightful time to be in Florida. We're going to be running the events during the day outside. Uh, the, the facility's got a large parking area with a, uh, it's tree lined with a canopy of oak trees. We're going to have live in all the panel discussions will be out there as well. And it'll give opportunity to eat our meals, spread mm -hmm. out. And, you know, enjoy each other's company, but not uh, be in um, as close proximity as that we normally are. And, and you know, Matt, listen, we're, we're, we wish we could do it the old ways. Of course we do. We love it that way. You know, I'm going to see a lot of people I know, you know, my natural inclination is to walk up to give them a hug. That's the way we all are. But, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it in a, in a certain there's a responsibility we need to all take on. And we've done that. Um, you know, we're going to be taking people's temperature uh, when they get there. 
all of the artists, all of the, the production people, including myself, will be having um, actual physical COVID tests done the morning of the event. Um, so as of that morning, we'll all be tested, the people that you'll be interacting with and um, as well. Um, we're doing a lot of socially distancing things. We're going to the concert hall. Uh, people will be in it in the morning time doing things. We're closing it from five till seven. We're having another professional cleaning company in and cleaning it a second time before the live concerts go on that night. And then we'll clean it after the shows as well. And a host of other things that with, with precautions we've taken. Uh, I, I wish I didn't have to spend the time telling you about all that, but it's important to know that we're doing it and, and it's important that we are doing it. Well, you know, absolutely. The fact that the event itself Sounds fantastic, but the fact that you have gone way above and beyond to make sure that it will be safe for everybody, I'm thrilled just to hear that, you know, and even the fact that you've addressed it, that there will be a streaming element, the fact that, you know, not everybody can make it to Florida, that's exciting, and it's funny, some of these events have actually taken on even bigger lives because they have added a streaming event. You know, I'm involved in a lot of different, like, online events that have, gotten greater responses because of that reaction. So that's exciting. I think especially, you know, December gives somebody somebody to look forward to. They can tune in if they can't make it down. So I'm thrilled to hear all of your plans. I think that's fantastic. And especially, like I said, thrilled that, that it will be such a safe event for all KISS fans. One thing for the streamers we're going to do is um, we're putting together a celebrity band to perform Saturday during the day. And we're, it's going to be called uh, You Pick, We Play. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to um, um, have representatives from all the different countries across the country, across the world, uh, different parts of it, and have an ambassador. And we're going to let each country, each province, pick a song. And only the people from Australia can vote on a song. Uh, only the people from 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 Europe, from from um, from um, Asia, um, can pick the songs. And they'll they'll vote on them and they'll present them to us. And then you know when we present it the song, it might be that you know that um, from from Australia, you know we've asked to play on the eighth day. And then then that that the band will announce this song's being played for the fans from Australia who picked this song. And the reason is is that we don't want the live stream people feeling they're just sitting watching. We want to make them a part of it all and um, and really make them as much as we can feel like that that they're they're interacting with with uh, not only the artists but the the the, the, the people that are in attendance as well that is a phenomenal idea that's that's really fantastic and matt I, I have to remind everybody really if you're if you can't be in sarasota be sure to go to kissmas2020.com um and and sign up for the streaming event uh because you're going to want to watch this you're going to want to see it yes we're going to have some great surprising and interesting news about cruise fest but the event itself is going to be worth watching so i really think that if you're out if your listeners are hearing this and they can't make it to florida they should go to kissmas2020.com and uh, check it out for themselves absolutely and i think like you said i think that just that that element of being able to bring people in from all over the planet that really is fantastic everything you've talked about is great are there any other things you'd like to add as far as the kissmas event you know guests announcements yeah a few other just things like you know we i'm a big you know fan of the of the kiss cruise i love it and um one of the, the highlights of the cruise is the sail away show which we leave the port of usually from miami one year in new orleans but the, the sail away show it's just it's such an incredible you know uh, event uh to kick things off so we're actually starting kissmas we're calling it the sail away but not the sail away from port the sail away from 2020 show and uh <laughs> 
Yeah, the Talisman are going to do acoustic set. It's going to be um, uh, tailored, very similar to what we do on the Kiss Cruise, but with their own particular uh, flair to it as well. And uh, we think that's a, a really great way to start it off and playing tribute to the uh, saluting the, the, the Kiss Cruise. Um, I, I don't know if I shared earlier, but uh, we're excited that there's some other great bands. Um, um, uh, Enough's Enough's going to be performing. You know, they used to be managed by Doc, and they have a lot of ties to the Kiss people. Uh, they're coming down, and they're going to perform, and, and I love them. And um, most people watching this probably are, are, are familiar with them. If not, I, I recommend checking them out on YouTube because you'll be a fan. Um, and we've got a lot of other things we're still uh, working on. You know, these musicians, you know, they want to play. You know, this is what they do for a living. And, you know, uh, they've been sitting at home chomping at the bit and they're, they're thrilled to do it. We're happy to have them. Um, we made a real conscious effort that we were going to put all this on for a $20 ticket for, for the two days event that we wanted to keep the price down for the people because so many people, it's, it's been a challenging year. Um, I shared that with the artist and they bought into it, but frankly, you know, there, it's been a challenging year for them. So they, they have, have worked really hard to make sure that we can make that $20 um, uh, price work. You know, I've got some of the people are staying in my, my, my house in my living room to you know, keep costs down. But, but that's what the, the artists are, are willing to do. I'm hoping, you know, we're certainly going to go the old way. We'll, we'll have some tip jars up for everybody, whether in person or, or live, and hope that everybody, if, if the musicians play their heart out, which I know they will, that, that, that we can do some additional things for, for them um, to help them uh, wrap up the year and go into the holidays as well. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to take us in a little different turn here. Obviously, you've done these events in the past. Are there some funny stories that you can kind of talk about? I know it takes so much work and you're dealing with so many different personalities. We'll say it like that. What are some of the things that come to your mind having put together big events like these in the past? Um, gosh, I remember last year, I mean, so many memories. Um, we were in Miami and um, Ace was coming in. He was flying in and I was talking to his crew. And, um, you know, you know, when, when they walk into an event like this, you know, they, they get mobbed, as you know. So you, you, while they love their fans, you know, they, they, they're, you, you've still got to give them some space. And, um, um, and he calls up and, um, says, Hey, um, um, Ace, Ace has been watching everything and he, he wants you to pick him up at the airport. I'm going, Oh yeah, of course. I'm thinking, what, you know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> so this, how, how do you pick up Ace and how do you be cool about it? So we went to the airport, Matt, and, um, he had a couple of his, 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 his group with him as well. And so he came out and, and I've got an SUV and I thought he, you know, maybe get in the back seat and, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, fly and maybe just chill out. So they come walking in and I'm standing there. I go, oh, hey, Ace. And he goes, hey, Neil. And, and, and they put some stuff in the back. And he goes, hops in the front seat well, next to me. He goes, all right, let's get to the venue. And I go, well, great. And, and I try to make some small talk. He goes, hey, Neil. He goes, you want me to tell you a joke? And I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, he tells me a joke, which I'm not going to repeat because uh, this is a family <laughs> uh, uh, a show. And, um, and then the other highlight was um, everybody knows that he and Sebastian Bach played together. And that was not planned beforehand. That that happened um, that, that morning. I'd seen Sebastian, and he'd asked me to ask Ace, and um, I'd let his group know that Sebastian asked about it. And so we picked him up, and then he said, he goes, hey, Neil, he goes, Sebastian wants me to play with him. What, what do you think about that idea? I go, well, Ace, I think that'd be fantastic. I think that'd be great. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, what's evolved? What's happening in front of me? And he goes, you know, what song do you think I should play? I go, I don't know how you don't play Deuce. And he goes, that's what I'm thinking, Neil. So, uh, so you know, it <laughs> sounds silly. And, and if you weren't a Kiss fan, you might say, what, what's the importance of that? But, you know, this is a person that I watched from afar in a concert hall in the 1970s and since then. 
and have him sitting next to me and, and telling jokes and asking my opinion about whether or not I should play with Sebastian Bach. You know, how, you know, you know that that I'll I'll take that with me the rest of my life. That's fantastic. And Joe, I know you have some good stories. Can you? Is there family friendly ones? <laughs> you know, it it was funny. We we had um, I I basically worked the registration table for both days to make sure that everything went smoothly during check-in. Um, and I know that we had people lined up and I will tell you that uh, this is a good story, but it's a short one. Um, we had a long line of people and somebody in the middle of the line, God bless them. I don't know who came up with it. They were just waiting to get in. They're like, why don't we all line up in two separate or three separate lines? And this person just took control of lining everybody up and then just assumed their position at the back of the line. They were, it, it was like this, this huge outpouring of love from all the kiss fans all of a sudden everybody's no 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 don't worry about it we'll do it for you and they just lined themselves up and waited for us to check them in and it was like, like this huge i call it a weight lifted off our shoulders because when we're sitting at this table we're looking at hundreds and hundreds of people waiting to get in and we're just thinking oh my god this is going to take forever and it really didn't because everybody kind of worked with us and they just took that initiative and it was cool it was just a really cool thing to see it's um that, that there can be that kind of love in the KISS Army, you know? That really is fantastic. And I think especially if there's anything uh, we need right now, it's that kind of unity in the world. So it's nice to hear a story like that. Amen, so, brother. So, guys, I'm really thrilled that you could spend time with me today. Are there any last thoughts you want to leave with the KISS Army listening all around the planet? Well, you know, just, uh, you know, hello. We, we've missed you. We've all missed each other. Um, we're excited about Kissmas. We hope everybody can can, can tune in. It's going to be a, a, a special event, and you know we're looking forward to 2021 as well. Um, you know, there's still a lot of unknowns out there, but but we're optimists. So we think that things are going to move in the right direction, and you know we're going to have some some uh, great end of the road tours for us next shows next year. We're going to have an amazing amazing uh, cruise fest, and everybody's going to have a chance and opportunity to, to 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 see each other and and on on the other side of this. I really can't second I say anything else, but I second that. And, uh, you know, for information on Cruise Fest, cruisefest.com and uh, kissmas2020.com. This has all the info, what's going on, and we're uh, looking forward to seeing the Kiss Army again. It's been a little too long. Neil, Joe, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I'll keep, I'm going to keep posted on, uh, you know, my listeners. So if you have any other announcements, let me know. And you're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
Kiss Army, welcome back. You're in the Kiss Room. Thank you to Neil and Joe for taking the time to chat with me about their upcoming Kissmas Masquerade event. Of course, you just heard She from Ace Fraley Origins Volume 2. Joe and Neil mentioned the Talisman, who will be performing at the Kiss Masquerade event. And, of course, that version of She features Ryan Cook, Phil Schaus, and Jeremy Asbrock, who are the Talisman. Super talented guys, so if you're, if you're headed down to that Kissmas event, you're definitely going to want to catch them. A couple of things before we get going into the top of the hour. Um, if you are just tuning in, you missed my pitch at the top of the show asking for everyone to tune in for the Monco Radio Mix It Up Marathon, which will be happening Saturday, November 14th. So if you're listening live, it's tomorrow. If you're listening on a podcast, maybe you missed it. I think you can still go and donate uh, because basically what the Mix It Up Marathon, it starts at 8 a.m., I'll be jumping on the air during Candy's Kiss Corner, which is in the 9 a.m. hour. I'll hang out with her and play some songs. Uh, the focus of the event is to raise money for the Montgomery County Community College Student Emergency Fund. And obviously, Montgomery County Community College hosts Monco Radio, which is the broadcast home of the Kiss Room. And Monco Radio is doing its part to raise money for students who need it. You can go to moncoradio.com and all of the info is there. There's a donate link. If you're outside of the United States, you have to send a check or a money order. But I know you will because the KISS Army is strong and they're going to step up and help us out. And obviously, look, the money goes to students. All the money goes to the students who might need it for something as simple as tuition, but might also need it because they're suffering from homelessness or food insecurity, all those kind of things. Nobody wants to think about it. We want to, you know, make sure everybody is good. Like, you don't want to think about having to really worry about your next meal. So the dollar, you can donate as little as a dollar. That dollar that you donate could make the difference to a student. And that's important. So people, if you can, 
step up. If not, look, I know 2020 has been tough for a lot of people. You're probably thinking, you know, Matt, I don't even have a dollar. But if you do and you can help us, that would be great. So that's the Mix It Up Marathon. is all day on Saturday if you missed it because you're listening on the download. Like I said, I think you can still donate. But it's a great day of shows. All students that are you know currently in Monaco Radio or some of your favorite shows that are on, 8 a.m. all the way into the night, you can listen all day. So that's coming up. I really would appreciate it if you donate. If you want to mention the KISS room, it'd be great. We let the let the college know the KISS Army is tuned in to Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Obviously, coming up, um, I, I've been encouraging you for the last couple months. If you can, if you're in a band or you're a musician and you can write a song for the KISS Room Demos Project. If you, it's your, kind of your last chance. I would love to get them all by Thanksgiving because I will be playing them in the December 11th issue of The Kiss Room. And what we'll probably do, I think I'm going to recruit my my brother and we will drive around kind of listening to all the tracks, cranking them up, having the best time. And we're going to present them listening party style here in the Kiss Room. And the uh, it's a great chance to hear some music maybe you haven't heard, some of the songs we've played here before in the Kiss Room. But it's a great fun time. Obviously, uh, December issue will be our last one for the year. We'll head into the holidays. We have a new Christmas song from Three Chord Money. I have a new Christmas song from Blitz. Hopefully we'll have as much fun as we can. Look, it's that, you know, end of the year. We want to have as much good vibes as possible. So put December 11th on your calendar. Kiss Room Demos Project, I want your song. I know I've been saying it. I know there's a couple of you that are working on your songs. Um, Now's the time to wrap it up. Get it to me ASAP so I can compile them all and we can listen to them all together in December. And now we are going to give away a shirt. We have a Kiss Room logo logo shirt from our friends at Click Tea Shop. If you're looking for the coolest shirts, you can go to the Click Tea Shop. Obviously, that's Click with a K. You all know the theme song. Click Tea, when you want a t-shirt. Click Tea, accessories too. Click Tea, any way you want it now. At Click Tea. And I want to give a shout out to Ed Spangenberg. He obviously, he's the man behind all that. Um, He's really, uh, he's doing great stuff. His designs are the coolest. So what we're going to do is last month I announced it was our click or treat giveaway. So what we're going to do is we we got all your names. We're going to put them in a pile. Um, I'm going to shake this up. I'm going to call in a special guest to pick a name. Madison Porter, come here. Hello. All right, so Madison, what we're going to do is we are going to listen to all those names. Ready? we got all these names. You're going to pick one out, and then you're going to tell us. You're going to read right what's on the card. Okay, ready? So pull that out, and then tell us. Okay, who is the winner of the Kiss Room logo T-shirt from the Click Tea Shop? Brian Gates. Brian Gates in New Hampshire. You are the winner. Ding, 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 ding. That would make you the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Madison Porter, thank you for joining us here in the Kiss Room. Brian Gates in New Hampshire, congratulations. You're the winner of that Kiss Room logo t-shirt from our friends at the Click Tea Shop. Ed Spangenberg, always doing a great job. Look, Christmas is coming. You're going to want to get that unique gift for that friend on your Christmas list who says to themselves, but I have everything. Ed does the coolest designs. You know it. They're for the hardcore Kiss fans. Go to clicktshop.com. That's click with a K. 
We're headed into the top of the hour, my favorite part of the show. It's time for the Kiss Room House Band. You're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. smoke in the kiss room hi everybody it's gene simmons you're listening to the kiss room on montco radio but you knew that you wanted the best and you got it the hottest man in the land matt porter intros the night before the election and the way 2020 is going who knows if we'll know who won by the time this episode of the kiss room airs and just remember you gotta vote and you got to choose you got to choose
Well, it's November, which means Halloween has passed, and I'm another year older, and I'm really starting to relate to the one line in this song. Well, I'm 93 or 16. There's nothing to say about this song except it rocks.
This is a song I think everybody can relate to right now. Hard times.
I have one question about this next song. Do Kiss have to pay any royalties to Spinal Tap? I'm not too clean, but I know what I like if you know what I mean. What the people say, well, Mr. Gage, you see, it don't bring spit to me. One who lied to woman with a lot of love Well, then is in what you're begging to see It don't bring spit to me Kiss Room House Band, I can't thank you guys enough every month delivering us some great music despite the fact that everybody's locked down in different places doing their thing, trying to survive. The Kiss Room House Band never lets us down. 
Let's go right into another song. Here's a song, obviously, Rock and Roll Over, just celebrated an anniversary the other day. This is one of my favorite songs, and you're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. In the morning, I raise my head, and I'm thinking of days gone by. And the thing I want out of life is... Kiss Army, we are back, and I am joined in the Kiss Room by Rob Richardson from Rich Kid Express. Rob, welcome to the Kiss Room. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So now look, you turned me on to your new music. It's Psychedelic, which is available on Squib Kid Records, and I want to turn my Kiss Room listeners on to it. So really, right off the bat, introduce us to the new album and Rich Kid Express. All right. Well, what you're going to get is an album that's going to rock your socks off. No, no, just kidding, (laughs) of course. But uh, it's a it's a 70s, 80s kind of throwback album. You know, that's the kind of vibe that I try to put out with it. Uh, Rich Kid Express is nothing more than, you know, stuff that I've done. You know what I've liked about music over the years. And I kind of throw all my influences together and try and do my own thing. And, uh, you know, everything from 
from Kiss to glam rock to the 80s hair metal scene, I kind of jumble it all up and whatever comes out, comes out, you know, and, and that's basically what it is, you know. You know, see, that's it's funny. When you had originally contacted me, you said there's definitely Kiss influences. Like something like the opening of Rich Kid Rocks sounds like the Peter Chris drum solo, right? It's intentional, let me tell you, because, uh, you know, I'm a drummer and I always love that 100,000 years drum solo. And I'm like... When I started playing with that, I was like, oh, I like that. I got to do that, you know? And that was just my little my little throw-in on it. <laughs> That's, you know what, when, listening to that, it's why I know a lot of the people listening here to The Kiss Room are going to dig this album. And it even when, when I have it downloaded and it comes up, it says hard rock, hair metal, glam rock, 70s rock, 80s rock, and arena rock, which in the year 2020... Man, that's what I like to hear. So I, I think it really it's it's fantastic to know that you're out there making this kind of music, you know, at a time when maybe yeah, people don't want to be, you know, so over the top, but it really is. It has a great over the top sound. It's what I like to call kind of party rock. You know, I'm when when I had got the CD the other day, it's it was gorgeous weather, windows down, music up. I'm cruising in. I listen to it. That's my favorite kind of stuff because it makes you feel good. So I mean, obviously, talk about you know your early influences. I mean, everything that we've mentioned so far, obviously, Kiss is an influence. But talk about how'd you get into music and what was your, some of your earliest influences? Well, I blame it on my cousins. First off, they got me into Kiss in like about '78. And uh, I went to their house and they had the Alive 2 uh, album, you know, unfolded where I could see all the explosions and the whole stage set up. And as soon as I heard Detroit Rock City, it was like, OK, game over. You know, music life changed at that point. You know, up until that point, I was listening to whatever was on the radio as a little kid, you know, and uh, Elvis Presley, you know, just whatever, you know. And uh, I always kind of as the 80s went on. I got into a lot of 80s bands. Um, Wasp was one of my favorite influences in, in 1984. I remember walking into the record store and seeing that debut album and cycling through the albums, you know, and I came across that and I was like, whoa, who are these guys, you know, and just the album cover and the song titles. And as soon as I took it home and heard I want to be somebody, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that, you know, that was that was great. So, you know, I kind of throw in a lot of the early 70s glam stuff, bands like The Sweet and T-Rex and I like Joan Jett, seen her in concert several times, and she puts on a great show. And, you know, I, I really do like all that sort of stuff, the bubblegum, kind of the bubblegum era stuff. And uh, I kind of just mix that with the stuff that I grew up with in the 80s, like the, uh, you know, Motley Crue and all the, the hair bands and such. And people say hair bands and they want to refer to that as a bad term, but I don't think of it as a bad term. I think it of, of it as a whole genre of music in a particular time. And I don't, you know, I, I don't think that that's a bad terminology you know <laughs> i agree i think hair metal to me definitely sums up a certain time and a certain era of band and i know exactly what i want out of something called a hair band there's no doubt about it luckily as long as my hair stays in my head it's a good thing so it's really uh you know and then i mean obviously with that one thing that people probably don't know is that you play every instrument on the album i mean really it's called rich kid express but it's really it's all you talk about that right and that's how the name came about because my last name is richardson i i took the the rich kid as kind of just a, a de description of myself more or less and since i do it all on my own uh but i'm a drummer by trade i grew up you know in the late 80s and, and 90s playing in different rock bands and and uh, played drums all my life. And everybody says the drummer is like the least talented guy in the whole band. <laughs> you can't say that to Phil Collins and some other good drummers like that. But, uh, you know, so my goal was to just try to get out and 
and play and i know enough enough about guitar i can get by you know i'm not one of these fantastic solo guys you know i could never get off and rip these wild solos or anything but i try to play what suits the music that i'm doing and uh and yeah i just kind of throw it together bass keyboards vocals all that and and uh, it's fun. It's kind of like my little solo thing that's kind of fun to get out and do. Well, you know, it's impressive the fact that you really can play every instrument. And how did you get, like, so you say you're starting as a drummer, but then how do you get introduced to, how do you pick up a guitar? How do you play, pick up a bass? Well, uh, with my hands. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid and I wanted to uh, start in music, uh, I wanted to be a guitar player. Ace Frehley was my favorite guitarist you know and i was like that's who i want to be that's what i want to do so my grandfather got me a drum set and then i was like well, <laughs> heck now i gotta be peter chris you know so <laughs> so uh it, it just became a situation where i took lessons for six months and 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 then kind of taught myself from there but moving on through the years i've always picked up the guitar and played and you know learned a few chords here and there and just the basics kind of stuff and and really i always thought well bass has to be pretty much a little bit easier than guitar. I don't have to worry about chords, just, you know, notes. So, uh, you know, now that I hope bass players don't get mad at me for saying that, <laughs> but you know, it's just kind of one of those things and don't get me wrong. You know, bass is a certain finesse and technique you have to have. And, you know, I'm still learning all that kind of stuff. You know, even at my age now, I'm still trying to learn all that stuff, but, and then teaching myself different things on the keyboards and, you know, how to harmonize and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, over the years being in bands, you sort of pick up on all that stuff and you can, Oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> and it's it's impressive. I mean, that's one of the things when, you know, I, I am listening to him thinking, wow, that's one guy. And that really is impressive. But you I know from talking to you that you had been in bands kind of growing up. Talk about that and, and some of the scene that you were in. Yeah, I grew up in North Carolina and uh, the scene in the Winston-Salem area was pretty popular. There were two clubs, uh, Beatty's Music Garden in Winston-Salem and then Ziggy's. And those two places kind of had a lot of the hard rock bands come through. Ziggy's was more of the the uh, college-y sort of audience, you know, crowd. When Alternative started out, R.E.M. and stuff like that, they used to play at places, like, you know, they play there. But uh, all the hard rock bands came to Beatty's, and you would just go hang out there and see all the bands, and it was a lot of fun. And so the scene kind of grew here, and I got into a band right after high school and uh, started playing the drums and, and then went with my folks. I moved down to Florida for a while and Tampa Bay, uh, the whole Tampa area was loaded with bands and you could play seven nights a week at different clubs down there. And, and, you know, the funny thing is I never did play in the four years that I lived there. I kind of took a break from it and didn't play. Anyway, long story short, I came back to North Carolina, met up with some old friends. We got into a band called Heaven's Sake together. We re released two CDs and then, uh, uh, over the years, been in a couple cover bands after that was over. And, and then I sort of, des you know, designed the whole Squib Kick Records thing and uh, started my own little label and kind of decided I was going to put out my own music and kind of use that label to to put out my own stuff. And, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I play uh, also a buddy of mine, David Barker, who played who plays guitar and sings. He played with me in heaven's sake years ago. And we do the bad somethings. We're we have our project called the bad somethings. And some of the Kiss fans out there may have heard of us before. And uh, so we've got a new album or EP. We're not sure what we're going to do yet, but coming out hopefully first of the year in the springtime. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I was going to say the first time I heard that was via Podcast Rock City. So shout out to uh, PRZBZ, Brent. I miss your smiling face. 
The uh, so I'll tell you what. Thinking of the new album, if you were going to turn somebody onto it, what track would you play for them? Uh good question. And people ask me, "What's your favorite track?" And you know, the funny thing is, it's like having if you if you're a family guy and you have more than one kid, I always look at it like. I, I love them all, but on different days, I like one a little bit better than the other because one may have pissed me off. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, uh, but I would probably say the opening track, uh, get out of my life. That's probably, uh, my favorite initially, I think just because it just kind of hit me the right way. And when I wrote that, I, I felt like, Oh, that's an album opener kind of thing, you know, and, and it's got a 1978 Ace Frehley solo album vibe to it, I think. And, and that's sort of why I really do like that. Uh, but, you know, honestly, all the songs strike me a little bit different and I like each one for each little different flavor it's got. So with that in mind, well, let's crank up, get out of my head from Rich Kid Express. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Mako Radio where music and minds meet. Don't 
All right, so Kiss Army, there's your exposure to the Rich Kid Express. That was Get Out of My Head. I'm talking to Rob Richardson, obviously, from Rich Kid Express. Killer track. The uh, Talk about what's your process. How do you write? Now, obviously, it might be different for you because you're playing every instrument. How do you go about writing a song? Right. Usually, I come up with a guitar riff first thing. You know, I'll sit around and 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 maybe have a drum beat in mind, and I'll kind of kind of noodle with a drum. I mean, a uh, guitar riff. And once I find a little progression that I like, I kind of go from there. And a lot of people tend to write with a melody line in mind first. You know, they may say, "Oh, I've got this line of lyrics that are going to go like this," and then you play the chords around it. I'm the opposite. I'll write the whole song first, and then figure out how am I going to sing this thing. And then I don't know. And then I'm kind of going at it blindly. And so I do whatever I can do to try to get it catchy and hooky and sort of make it all fit together. And uh, so I'm a music writer first and usually with a good guitar riff to start out with. And then I throw the lyrics down later on. So, look, I hope we are going to turn everybody on to this. Where can people go to get the album? Um, If you're a streamer, you can get it on CD Baby or Apple Music or I mean, CD Baby. You can get it on Spotify or uh, Apple Music, any place you stream and download, that kind of stuff. And then if you want the physical copy, uh, I do have physical copies. You can get physical copies through CD Baby and their distribution service. Um, you can get it on Bandcamp. Uh, that's kind of a, a mutual thing. You can do digital there or, or uh, physical. Um, I've got a little store set up through a company called Big Cartel. You can order it directly from there. I've got it on eBay. So, you know, several different places. I'm actually looking for distribution. I'm trying to find another company that would put out the product. But I'm telling you, it's it's a little difficult to do. And uh, a lot of those companies only want to give you like 2 or $3 for a CD. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I want to get my music out there. But at the same time, I'll lose my butt trying to give, you know, <laughs> give CDs away like that. So it's just kind of like, you know, for now, I'm doing it on my own. And we'll see how that goes. So. So really, everybody that's listening right now, I'll throw the links into the Kiss Room Facebook group, but you're going to want to search. It's called Rich Kid Express. You're looking for the new album, which is called Psychedelic. Kiss Army, I know you're going to like this album. If you like it as much as I do, you need to buy a CD so you have a physical copy because when all these streaming services disappear, you're going to be able to crank up your copy of the new Rich Kid Express Psychedelic album. I'm going to play my favorite track as we go out called Lovesick Blues. It's really my favorite track on the album. Rob, is there anything else you'd like to say to the Kiss Army listening all around the planet? Oh, gosh. I love you guys. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and I appreciate each and every person out there that's a Kiss fan. And, you know, it's funny. I used to go to concerts, and I meet people that I don't even know, but because we have Kiss in common, it's like you're best friends when you get there. And it's just the coolest thing. And I know that if people are into Kiss and that sort of stuff, if you check out Rich Kid Express, I think you might dig it, you know. Rob, I appreciate you taking the time. Kiss Army all around the planet. Crank this up really loud. You're in the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
Kiss Army, I want to thank Rob Richardson from Rich Kid Express for taking the time to chat with us. You can get his new CD, Psychedelic, available now on Squib Kick Records. We got time for about one more song, and we're going to wrap it up. Hannah Rogg actually asked me to play King of the Mountain, and I'm going to do that right now on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
Kiss Army, it's time to wrap up this issue of the Kiss Room. Thanks to Neil Davis and Joe D'Angelo for chatting with me today. You can get all of the updates for the Kissmas Masquerade event by visiting kissmas2020.com. If you are going to that event, make sure to post a lot of photos in the Kiss Room Facebook group. It looks like it's going to be a blast. Thanks to Rob Richardson for giving us the scoop on the new Rich Kid Express album. One of the best spots to find him is at richkidexpress.bandcamp.com. You can find all the music there. A huge thanks to the Kiss Room House Band, as always, for rocking us with another great set of live music. Thanks to Ed Spangenberg from the Click Tea Shop for letting us give away a Kiss Room logo t-shirt. And thanks to Madison Porter for her help with drawing a winner. And as I said at the top of the show, Monco Radio is doing the Mix It Up Marathon. It's live on Saturday, November 14th. If you're listening to this via the download, you know, you can you can probably still donate. But I will be jumping on to Candy's Kiss Corner at 9 a.m. on Saturday, which, of course, if you know how to listen live to the Kiss Room, you can tune into Monco Radio, 9 a.m. Uh, it's always fun. I'll be chatting with Candy, playing some Kiss. Uh, it's a full day worth the shows you can tune in all day Monco Radio like I said is gathering donations for the Montgomery County Community College Student Emergency Fund and all of the info is on montcoradio.com I would really appreciate all of my Kiss Room listeners donating to this if you can it makes a difference you can donate as little as a dollar so if you can do it mention the Kiss Army Kiss Army Strong doing the best work here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. And one last thing, Kiss Room Demos Project, Volume 6. That's right, Volume 6. We will be playing all the tracks on the December 11th issue of the Kiss Room. So if you're still working on your song, get it to me by Thanksgiving, because I need to have them all, listen to them all, get them all ready for you to listen to in December. And with that in mind, everyone, please have a happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Stay happy and join me in the Kiss Room in December. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations no but i will say something to anybody out there that's you know the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for don't think it's so weird maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it you just stick to it you'd be weird